thanks for finding me once again and staying in tune with Organic Matters for another week. Changing the subject a bit, and it's still in my realm of the things I'm interested in. Besides being an avid gardener, especially when I was younger, I've also been a bird nerd, and I was a herpetology major, so I've got my fingers in a few things. But I've come up with an article I want to talk about, and it's interesting. It's a long-term study. The main things killing birds near power lines, believe it or not, isn't electrocution. Now, before I wade into this, I will tell you I've lost about four birds, two power lines in my entire life, all bigger birds, a couple of ravens and a couple of macaws, all because they were so big they could, all of them were on transformers. None of them were killed on open lines. And what happened is they were able to stand on the transformer and reach a power line and it shorted it and it killed them. Uh, out where I live, they actually came and insulated it. They should have been insulated proper to begin with. And I found out I could have actually even sued them for killing my domestic birds. But anyway, I got it fixed. But that's really not what's happening when you see these birds dead along the electric lines. And incidentally, you're going to hear a bird in the background by all coincidence. It's over 100 here. 104 degrees, and my parents are staying inside for the day, so I have to apologize for their big mouth. In an off-sided study published back in about 2019, a team of researchers reported net population losses of some 3 billion birds across North America since the year 1970. 3 billion. Calling it literally a staggering decline of total bird populations. The researchers cited habitat loss is number one, climate change more than ever, unregulated harvest and other forms of human-caused mortality as the causes for this real, literally, biodiversity crisis. And just to remind you that these other forms of what I call human-caused mortality are really grim and kind of frustratingly, they're just frustratingly senseless. Up to 3 billion birds a year die from outdoor cats. Listen to that. Cats. I have a cat, so I can't, yeah. About another billion collide with glass, mostly in glass high-rise towers, but also a good number on on people's glasses, uh, glass panes and things at home. And just so you know, because I really looked into this, despite the narrative of those fossil fuel kind of aligned pundits that love their gas, okay, and their petroleum, wind turbines account for deaths in a, yeah, in a good number of birds, but none approach anything else that we humans do to kind of make their life difficult. Now we'll get to kind of the brunt of it. Another one of these anthropogenic, meaning human-caused, deaths are power lines. Bird enthusiasts and rehabilitators are all too familiar with finding dead birds near power lines. And a lot of those birds are never accounted for because the utility companies find them and don't bother adding them to the list. But now a new study finds that the leading cause of deaths of birds near power lines is by no means electrocution, but illegal shooting. And federally protected species like eagles, hawks, and ravens are taking the biggest hits. Birds are naturally drawn to power lines and poles for perching and nesting, but can be electrocuted if they do come in contact with two energized power parts of the power line at the same time. And this can occur. There's no doubt about it. When they spread their wings, if they're really big birds, they may touch two lines. Very rare, but it does happen. 
In my case, my birds were all done by standing on a transformer, and they were so big, especially the ravens and the macaws, they could reach a hotline. So we fixed that out here. They have the way to have that from happening, and they're supposedly responsible to do it anywhere it might happen, but they don't. Now that I know how they do it and what the insulators look like, as I drive up and down the highways, there's miles and miles of transformers that are not properly insulated. Even at that, the, this particular study shows the big problem is not the electrocution anyway, which we'll go into. I will mention here they are aware of it. I have talked to them, a number of them, and these kind of bleak events can cause pretty big power outages and even start wildfires. So most of the utility companies actually spend a lot of money and time mitigating the threat by modifying structures and line configurations. Insulating energized equipment, that's what they did for me, and even install flight diverters so the birds can't land where there's a chance they could be electrocuted. I don't think we do it here in Texas, but in New Mexico and some places, they actually have built platforms on the poles above the power lines so the birds have a place to nest and stay away from the power line because in many cases, the power, the power lines are the tallest thing in the entire environment, and that's what brings the birds of prey and the ravens in. It's the safest place they think they can go. In the past, it was generally assumed that when a dead bird was found by a power line, it was electrocuted. But... Prior to the study, when a scientist named Eve Thomason, uh, which was a research associate at Boise State, Idaho, Raptor Center, was doing an avian risk assessment for the power company. She kept finding dead birds along power lines that were supposedly listed as avian safe. When she realized many were being shot, she organized the research project. Goes without saying, folks, solving conservation problems only works when you can accurately identify what's causing the problem. In this case, we need to know how birds are dying along power lines so we can come up with strategies to reduce the bird deaths. So by foot and car, the team repeatedly surveyed 122 miles of power lines in a couple of states, Wyoming, Idaho, Utah, and up in Oregon, uh, searching for dead birds. So in um, four years, they found 410 birds, more than 48 species. Among those were 185 raptors and 132 corvids. Raptors being hawks, corvids being ravens and crows. Then they took them back to the lab to determine each bird's cause of death. Of the 175 birds that could be determined the cause, the cause was 70%, three quarters folks basically, shot by a gun. That didn't include our famous bald eagle, of which four were found, but only one had an unnatural cause. The other three had been killed. Interestingly, even birds that appeared at first to have been electrocuted were found to actually have been shot, and they were wounded. So, of course, they didn't handle the electric. They weren't careful. In one example, a power company initially diagnosed the cause of death of a bald eagle as electrocution. But when they did the autopsy, the autopsy showed that the bird had been shot at least nine different times with either a low-powered gun or something that put out heavy-duty lead pellets. So what's unique about this study is the first time they've taken the remains of every bird, collected them, and x-rayed them. What was amazing is, the, as you can tell by the numbers, the majority of the birds had been shot. 
Some of them, it appeared, had been shot, survived, and then shot again because the they could tell how old and how long the the bullets had been in the bird, and some were several months longer than others. So the bird survived, only to be shot again. Although it's obvious, yes, some birds are electrocuted. It's also obvious, yes, some are actually killed because they get hit by a car or something because most power lines follow roads. But by far, this particular study showed that illegal shooting was probably the predominant cause of deaths of most of the birds along the power lines, especially along the highways. Now, for the last couple of minutes of this piece of the show, part of the show, Something I've come across totally accidentally. I went to look and see, and certainly lead has been pretty much outlawed for people shooting uh, waterfowl, especially ducks here in the United States, but not for other hunting. Right now, we're losing the California condor, which we've been very successful at bringing back, and invariably, Two-thirds of all the birds they found that either down, sick, or dying had lead poisoning in their system. So I guess what we're going to have to do, folks, is if you're going to shoot coyotes, if you're going to shoot, I don't care what you're shooting, woodchucks, whatever it is, we're going to have to make it illegal for people to quit using lead bullets. They don't go out of the environment. They're there until something picks them up. And the, the ideal example, again, is not just the condor, but that definitely carrion eaters because they end up with so much in their body that they're either their eggs can't hatch or they literally die from it. And, and there's no reason not to. There's all these arguments. I have gun. I own four guns, folks. I'm not an anti-gun guy. But, oh, well, uh, non-lead bullets aren't as accurate. Non-leads are this or that. They're a little bit more money. What's the difference? If we're going to save the environment so you do have something to shoot at, let's at least make it something you're going to shoot them with that if it misses or the bird doesn't die or the coyote gets found by the condor or whatever else, uh, it doesn't poison anymore in the environment. It just doesn't make any sense over a few cents for a shell difference. And it's only a few cents. Oh, it's more expensive. How many thousands of shots you're going to shoot, folks? I mean, even these guns are just out scatter gun shooting with them. Those bullets right now are mostly just lead, and they ended up in the environment forever. They don't go away. They don't decay. They don't biologically uh, break down into other uh, less harmful materials. They're a danger to the environment. Everybody should get on board with that. I'm, I'm not soapboxing very often, but... Now that I know, I've read about it. I'm looking right now at the actual Condor news from California, and the numbers are increasing way beyond what they should have. For a number of years, actually, we saved these birds by breeding them in captivity. They were doing great, but now as they've populations have increased, so have the incidents of them picking up. I, I guess it's mostly varmint shooting. I don't know. I don't think many people are shooting elk or deer and leaving them lay with bullets in them that I know of. So it's got to be more the, the, again, the coyotes and the bobcats, and maybe if you're in an area where you shoot wolves, which I don't approve of at all, but that's another story. Uh, that may be it. But the point I'm trying to make is we need to put a halt to the use of lead in anything that we're shooting. We don't have to do that anymore. 
They, they know how to power the shells. They know how to get the vi the the velocity they want. The, and they can even make some materials now that that I want to use are softer, but are not dangerous like lead. I guess so. When they go into this animal you shot, they explode or spread out. I'm not a hunter. I do hunt, but I do it just to eat meat. I'm not out there being a trophy hunter. So anyway, just a quickie for you. Uh, add it to the end of this because it came up and I had a little bit of time. The next time you go out to shoot or the next time you go out to buy, whatever your ammunition is, I don't mind that you're a hunter, but spend that little extra. Find a place to go that offers the ammunition that's safe for our environment. It's the right thing to do. A lot of my hunting friends are true environmentalists. I don't know if they're conscious of it or don't worry. They just don't think about it when they go buy a box of cartridges or shotgun shells. Now I have to add something to the end of this. If you are an environment hunter, you've got environment problems, predator problems, at least have the decency to pick up the carcass especially if you know you've shot it with lead shot, and get it out of the environment. Put it away properly, dispose of it properly so it's not available for especially other wildlife to, to eat. It's not that big a deal, folks. If you're close enough to shoot it, you pretty most of the time got to be close enough to go and collect it. So anyway, that's my, I'm not an anti-hunter, I'm a pro-hunter, I'm anti-stupid. So just, uh, if you're going to go do that, do it right. Have the decency to, to clean up your mess. Thanks for listening to Organic Matters. Mm -hmm.